Hey, everybody. Welcome back to your favorite podcast in the world. It's me. It's Lindsay. And we're here to talk about the holiday train, stress, management, and how you can help yourself during these times, these stressful times. They're, well, I don't know. What have, what's been stressful to you during this time, Lindsay, in the past or present? Travel. Traveling. Same. Yeah, the traveling and the um, <clears throat> feeling overwhelmed by getting everything together that you need to do for the holidays, plus feeling like everything with health and fitness was also a full-time kind of job. Hmm. Working 80 hours a week just to stay on track and being like, no, I can't do this. <laughs> what would you do like before... The old Lindsay, what the old Lindsay do during that time? The same as the majority of people and just be like, ain't nothing happening healthy here until January 1st or actually not January 1st because that's a party day too. January 2nd. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Same for me with traveling and especially in the past. I mean, I had never really cared about like my weight or losing weight or gaining weight. It just was, and which I guess was good. But what was stressful to me was definitely the traveling, but not on, not only that, uh, the finances around traveling because I don't have family here. And in the past I was a massage therapist full time and that, (laughs) that's not much of a budget. (laughs) I almost said that I wish you still were. But then I was like, no, you don't dummy. She doesn't live in your city. You wouldn't even know her. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of true. Well, no, I met Casey when I was still a massage therapist. We still know each other. Maybe. I've not met Casey's current massage therapist, so there's that. (laughs) True, but that's another story. (laughs) I'm just kidding. It's like a real inside joke there. <laughs> um, okay, so what do you have for us? Like, what is, um, and I have some thoughts and ideas too, as far as like how people manage stress during this time. And I think uh, what I also was thinking was just how people can kind of get out of their own way. Because mm-hmm. you, I think we often get in our own way and make things more stressful than they have to be. So we definitely need to talk about yes. that. Um, and I think, so I don't, I don't love using myself as an example because it's all we got really. I know. (laughs) But for me, it's like, I, you know, have been doing this a while. My family and friends are very used to me. Um, either just saying no, thank you to stuff or leaving somewhere to go work out or, even being on contest prep where I'm pulling Tupperware out places, right? Like they're very (laughs) used to that. So I don't think in my, and like, I've got a great, I've got a great spouse support. And like, I have kind of some things going for me that I don't think is that relatable. Um, So what I want to talk about is viewing fitness year round in a way that is not you do X, Y, Z, or you fail. And I think you're going to be, you know, really able to talk on this one too, Caitlin. You, like you said, you travel. Um, You have like a very set 
like this is your this is your plan these are your macros these are your workouts and you recently had a very successful trip for thanksgiving to miami with mark's family so you're going to be able to add into this um, maybe even more than me but i I guess i'm more relatable than you are (laughs) i mean in probably for a, a you know at least half of our listeners for sure i'm a I'm a mean old married lady. <laughs> you still go out and do fun stuff. <laughs> well, I'm chilling at the house. Know. Well, you know what Mark and I are doing for a date night tonight? What? We're going to Publix. The big one. The good Publix. The grocery store. Well, that's fun. I know. I go, Exciting I would, stuff. I would go on that date night, too. I like that. I think it sounds it's fun. So Anyway, no, sorry. that's fun. They have a great like deli section. It's fun. I, that's my favorite part of Florida. I like it way more than the beach. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Their sandwiches are pretty good too. So I've heard. Anyway, I've, I've got another client that always has a pub sub on her log. I'm like pub subs. <laughs> but for me, it is just being more relaxed into the things that that really matter and having. Um, like I'm, I can't think of a better word for it, but like touchstones that are going to help you feel like if I can do these things that I'm going to feel grounded, I'm going to feel like I am still on track with yeah. what I can do right now. And it may not be going to a full gym like you normally do. It may not be hitting a protein, carbs, fat, calorie goal. But there are things that you can do that are going to be like, okay, I'm still here. I am still in control of what I can control and are going to keep you in a place. Because when you talk about um, failure in the context of health and fitness, it is very much more a mental than physical thing. Mm. We fail... You don't fail unless you quit. And when you quit, that's a decision. And that is a mental thing. Absolutely. That's a great point. Yeah. So having things in place where, no, 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 I'm going here and I'm not going to have access to a gym. I I went, I do, I have something relatable. I went to a place (laughs) where it would have been, like it would have taken me probably an hour round trip to drive plus an hour to work out. So two hours total. If I were to stay on my yeah. workout on, you know, Monday, Tuesday, rest, Wednesday, workout, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, on my anniversary trip, Matt and I went up to Eureka Springs, which is in Northwest Arkansas. It's semi-remote. And the cabin we stayed in was deaf remote. And I would have had to drive about 25, 30 minutes to a gym. And, you know, it, it's a great part about having a coach. I was just kind of let Casey know on my check-in. And I was like, I'm, I can do it. I've, I've got these days and I can do this day on this day. And I won't press <laughs> Wednesday. And she was like, just don't go to the gym. Just have some steps. And I was like, I can, you oh, know, like exactly wild concept. I told one of my clients. I'm like, okay. But, and there were things that I did that were my, that were my touchstones. It just made, we're going, I knew we're going to make me feel more peaceful on the trip and physically and mentally feel 
really solid. And those were the things that I could maintain in my daily routine now that were my water. Yeah. That's huge on mental clarity, overall energy, digestion. If you are a person that stops pooping when you travel, drink your water. Um, I took food with me so that my breakfasts were solid, made sure that I had apples and some berries and things like that so that my fiber stayed up. Fiber is a big deal. And I kept up my routine of walking um, in the early morning line. And just those things that are not super strict, they really like were enough to where I did not have stress around, oh, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Oh, I should be working out. Oh, I should be eating well. All of the shoulds, I had already let go and yeah. had replaced them with touchstones that, yes, this is still important to me, but also from a place of, I want to feel good. I don't want to be lethargic and tired and cranky on my anniversary trip. I want to be able to relax yeah. into it and be in the moment and not be, you know, battling that weird coulda, shoulda, woulda demons in your own brain. Yeah. And that's so funny because that is exactly what I did on my last trip for Thanksgiving. And I talked about it on the mini so If you listen to it, you would know, but... <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's exactly what I did was that I didn't, even though there were gyms much closer, I want, did not feel like paying like a day rate, you know, and also there was like one car between the entire family. So it's like, I'm not going to, and they run errands all the time. So I wasn't going to be like, hey, drop me off at the gym or, you know, be Come kind get of me. A, yeah. 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 So I just was like, well, just look for opportunities to, you know, go on step, do steps more. And then my water and the only problem or thing that I definitely needed to pay more attention to was just my protein. So tough stuff. You got to eat, <laughs> you know? Right. So I just made sure that I chugged just regardless of if I knew what was happening later on in the day or not, as far as food, I was just going to chug that 50 grams in the morning and just get it over with and then go about my day. <laughs> yeah. So, I really yeah. like that you did that too. And that again, is just like first thing in the morning. It's kind of like me, you know, doing my walks and always having my breakfast there. Fitness is always going to be my priority, not because of vanity, not because of anything else, because I health and fitness is your foundation and there's nothing wrong. It's not, obsessive or unhealthy to always make sure that that foundation is taken care of and solid so that yeah. you can enjoy everything else. Yeah. Great point. Okay. So what are your tips and tricks? <laughs> I hate <laughs> saying that, tricks. but I say it all the time. Well, yeah. it's what the people want. Um, so I think there, the, my tips and tricks are to, again, Figure out your, your touchstones. What can you do in any environment that is going to, again, ground you, bring you back to, I am in control of this. I can help myself in this way. I can make myself feel less stressed by walking in the mornings. That's huge for me. It's like, it's a noticeable difference on rainy days, you know, or something like that. Yeah. I can't get, and that started actually when I did that 75 hard program. Oh, yeah. Ugh. Where I had to do 45 minutes of outdoor exercise. So every morning, of course, then it was rain, shine, sleep, snow. So 
sideways wind and rain, like I'm probably never going to do that ever again. But <laughs> I'm surprised you even did it one time. <laughs> well, I did it one and a half times because I had to start over on day thirty. That's a <gasps> that's different. Right. That's a different podcast. It's <laughs> a, a horrible crying podcast, but. <laughs> It, re- it really did ingrain in me how valuable that early morning sunlight walking was for my overall mood, energy level, circadian rhythms, all the things. And that is pretty deeply embedded now. So knowing something like that, I don't care where I am. I'm out the door. And if I, me and my little dog, we're going on, we're going on our, our stupid little mental health walk. We are. <laughs> <laughs> and making sure that I, and I don't track steps, right? I don't do that. But I can assure you that when I start the day walking 20 to 30 minutes, 10,000 steps is not an issue. It's just not. Yeah. Like that is just a huge chunk of your day started positively. Um, another thing, a tip that I use, not so much on that, but as Look, the, the reality is, as much as we want to say, like, it's not a big deal. Enjoy yourselves. You should enjoy yourselves. But your form of enjoyment, it should not come solely from the amount of crap food and alcohol you ingest. You are going to get yourself into a poor mental and physical state if that is your measurement of whether you're having fun or you're not having fun. So that's some upstairs work that needs to occur. <laughs> But you can yeah. get a lot of that done by having these bright lines like water. And something that works really well for me is, you know, when people have spreads, like you go to parties, whether it's work or whatever it is, friends, friends of friends, family, and there's just food everywhere. You get, you know, you just, you want to taste everything, right? Um, but you do, you are going to overconsume because you're likely not just hanging out by the veggie tray, right? That's not very low chance. (laughs) Yeah. Very low chance. (laughs) But if you have kind of like a touchstone of when I eat, I am going to start with protein. Yeah. And have something with it. That does a lot. That does a lot for just the amount of calories you're going to consume overall. It makes you aware of the eating instead of eating completely mindlessly. And you you very well may need to bring that protein source and have it with the other things or just have it available. So you're like, Ugh, I really want to go back and have some more of that pasta salad. Okay. But you're also going to have three ounces of chicken with that. Yeah. And that just <clears throat> keeps you prioritizing protein, which we all should do. And it's going to make you more satisfied. So it's not such a struggle bus to walk away from the buffet table. (laughs) And it's going to make you feel better that night, the the next day, and for the weeks to come. And having those things that may seem like a little bit of a drag are good enough. Because the truth is, you, you can't pack on pounds during the holiday season. And it's super common. Um, Weight doesn't come on from like one year. Usually it comes on slowly over the years, right? We gain two, three pounds a year that we never lose. That's Mm. the bigger issue, right? That's a more common thing that happens to people than I woke up and I weighed 50 pounds more. No, you gain, you know, two to six pounds each year and you never lost it. 
Right. And that's what we hear a lot. It's like, I just don't know what happened. I just keep gaining weight. And a majority of that um, is statistically from this time of year. So it is worth being Interesting. irritated a little bit. It is worth being irritated a little bit by your, your little rules to right. prevent that. Because once we gain weight, we are, we are unlikely to lose it. Right. Sorry, I got to send a message real quick. <laughs> okay. Uh, I just want to get this out of the way before I get more distracted. Uh, okay. Yes. I think that's a great point um, to think about is that, yeah, you're not going to wake up January 2nd. You know, all of a sudden you've gained all this fat. It happens over no. time because of this chunk of time. I've never thought yes. about it that way. Yeah. It does. It's it's the it's the biggest player. It's not the only player. There's plenty of other times during the year where yeah, you're going to overconsume, or most people are going to overconsume and put on a little bit of body fat. But this is the where the most of it happens. Interesting. This time of year is where most, and we're inside, right? It all happens in the winter months too. Activity is lower. We get sick more often. Um, there's there's a lot of factors that go into it that correlate, but the bottom line is the cliche is true. Yeah, it really Freshman is. 15 is true and <laughs> yes. gaining weight on the holidays is true. Yeah, Mark's always looking back at his, he just, yesterday he just showed me a picture of himself in, I think it was high school, but it was, you know, the early 2000s and he had his muscles and the basketball and he's like, see, that's me. And I'm like, okay, he's still, <laughs> he's always looking back at his old body. I'm like, but you're perfectly the way you are, honey. That's right. This is the new <laughs> upgraded vehicle. We love it. Just going a little slow, a little rounder. <laughs> it's more of a sedan, but we love it. <laughs> I hope he doesn't hear that. He would laugh. Yeah. He likes um, it. I've never anyway. seen more, so I'm just talking. In pictures. That's okay. Yeah, That's I've seen me in pictures. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that, you know, this is a bigger stress for people as far as, like, how to manage. What would you say, though, for people who necessarily aren't on this train that we're on or that I'm on, but still are thinking about, you know, not wanting to gain the weight or um, <clears throat> just managing it in general, what would you advise for people who aren't trying to like start the, you know, the program now, but still want to be mindful? Think about, instead of thinking about things you are worried about, think about things that will correct that worry. And know that the same things, like if you just, and I, like there's a, I think like in hindsight, when I think back of not being able to stay motivated, I do think that a big part of it was because my, what I was trying to push on myself for motivation wasn't important enough to me. Like I thought that it was, but it really did not, it didn't sink deep with me. Find a deeper why than I don't want to be fatter. Find a deeper why than I want to be skinny. Like, not that those 
goals aren't there, but that's surface level. Why do you, why do you not want to get any fatter? Why do you want to be um, a smaller size in your pants? What would that, how would that benefit you? Dig in a little deeper. And when you're doing this, don't allow yourself to set any touchstones that don't also benefit your overall health. What do you, explain that. Which part? What you just said. Like, you um, don't, don't allow your. Don't have a bright line of, I do not eat past 7 p.m. Oh, okay. Yeah. Don't have a bright line of, I don't eat carbs. <laughs> Don't have the touchstone of, I do not touch sugar. Well, that may actually benefit your overall health. But if you are making a touchstone and it is the only benefit of it is that it is going to make you eat less and therefore hopefully help you lose weight, you're not going to stick to it. When you set a goal of, I am going to make sure I get all of my fiber in, that will help me lose weight. Plus, it will keep my digestion active, so I won't go four days without pooping on my trip or while I'm away from home. <laughs> um, it's going to make my heart healthier. It's proven like one of the few nutritional theories that has a strong correlation to um, health span and lifespan is fiber. And when there's actual reasoning behind it besides fitting into a pair of pants, it's so much more likely to resonate with you and stick with you when it's not easy. It's not mm. easy to make sure that you're eating a, a 30 grams of fiber every day or whatever, you know, your goal is compared that's in relation to your overall calories. It's not easy to do that. I mean, it is easy, but it's not, it doesn't usually fit our impulses. I, yeah, that makes sense. I think that's a good point is like not having these touchdowns that are so, especially this time of year, so extreme. Like, yeah, don't yes. touch sugar. I mean, not touching sugar is kind of extreme, even though it is beneficial to your health. Um, what are you kind of, you just mentioned like with fiber, what are some other actually reasonable touchstones to have? I feel like, and I know that this is going to be controversial. I feel like having protein <laughs> yes. every time you eat is like that's a very viable, reasonable, and like science-based touchdown. Like that helped me immensely that you don't just go like it's like 3 p.m. Why am I making another plate of chips and cheese dip, <laughs> right? How likely is it that you are going to just keep eating plates of chips and cheese dip if you eat three ounces of chicken breast every time you eat it? Mm -hmm. Adding that one thing, you could, you know arguably do the same thing with fresh fruit and vegetables. Yeah. Like it's cool. I want another piece of pie, but I'm going to eat this apple first because I have a fiber goal or I have a touchstone of I'm going to eat a fruit or a vegetable every time I eat. That is a rule I have for myself, but not during um, the holidays when I'm not in control of the food somewhere. Oh like, yeah. I could bring an apple in my purse, but I'm probably not. <laughs> just set it. All you have to do is just set it on the table as if somebody else put it there uh, and just be like, oh, this is great. I'm going to eat it so you don't have any shame. <laughs> yeah. Pro tip. Oh, look, a bowl of fruit. Who brought that? <laughs> exactly. See? Oh, who brought a veggie tray? It was me. 
Um, so what are some other ones? I know like water is a good one. Just like make sure you just stay hydrated. Like it doesn't have to be so complicated. You can't it make, needs to be gym. individualized too. Yeah. Not complicated, but what stresses you out? Like the last time I was home, what stressed me out? And you know, also recognizing too that stress is going to demand a coping mechanism. So if you're, you know, the family you're seeing or like some situation outside of just what do I eat and drink is going to stress you out. It's going to be unpleasant. It's going to like play havoc on like your central nervous system. If it's going to make all your systems nervous systems, <laughs> yeah. know that you're going to need, you're going to have coping mechanisms. A lot of times that's food and drink. Know that. And not be like, I'm not doing that this time. <laughs> and that's all. Like, what are we doing? You know, what is the thing we're doing besides opening the second bottle of wine or finishing off the cake? Yeah. Whatever else it is, just think. And I think that this is where it's a good, good time to journal. If your head oh, feels cluttered, yeah. if it feels messy, if you feel like that, when you think about the holidays and how to stay on track, if we could do like an x-ray of your brain and it looks like an unraveling ball of yarn, <laughs> it's time to break out pen and paper or whatever you do on your computer, an app, whatever you use and start breathing slowly. Identify what's stressing you out. How do you generally cope with it? And come up with some better strategies that fit you. Yeah. Because I, I can tell you all, all day. I do when I make myself do it, but I'm very resistant to it. Like, you know, very. I was going to bring that up because I think why some people might be in this. Let me know if this has been your experience where people don't want to journal because they think it has to be all these like emotions and feelings and unpacking this thing and therapy mm -hmm. to yourself. It doesn't, I just said this on the mini sode if you listen to it, um, where if you're, we're feeling, listening, Caitlin, we're listening. Not enough. <laughs> I'm going to do it twice. Um, but so I don't care if I'm repeating myself, but if you are feeling like your brain is just unraveling and you're overwhelmed and you're stressed out, like to write it down, like write down the controllables, like, okay, I can do this. I can do this. I can get this done at this time, regardless of like health and fitness, your mm -hmm. schedule, like everything seems like, and you mentioned this in one of the past episodes of this time of year feels like everything's happening all at once. But if you were to look mm -hmm. at it and look at the calendar, it's kind of spread out. It's, you know, you still have some, a couple couple of weeks of normalcy at least that's been my you've got some anyway. day you've got some days in between yeah okay. i mean there's some exception to everything that anyone would ever say but you're not having a party on tuesday <laughs> or <laughs> wednesday or you know what i'm saying you, yes your kid has a party it's an hour and a half of your entire day yeah and when you zoom and this is the time of year to zoom in Put those blinders on, put on your holiday themed blinders and yeah. just look at what do I need to do today to be successful? Don't be mean to Walter. He just wants to be part of this. He was on my lap for like 30 minutes and he just, <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> I can't feel my legs. Um, but just zoom in and make a plan. And look, and I was telling somebody this, they're like, well, I just don't like journaling. And I was like, if you've ever sat down and wrote a to-do list because you felt like you didn't know what you're going to do, you just journal. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a therapy session. So is that why you no. were resistant? Or because when I journaled, it was like a two-hour entry. My hands you know, cramped. No. Like, That's <laughs> why I'm resistant to it is because I don't want to sit down and do it. Oh, okay. I'm like when I'm in, when I'm in, and it's like, what's that saying? Like everybody needs to meditate for 20 minutes a day unless you're too busy and then you need to meditate for an hour. Oh. It's the same with journaling is I'm like, I am like running, like my husband calls it my Jumanji level 10. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> my older daughter and I call it, y'all are on Jumanji level 10. We're just like, that's so cute. And when I'm on Jumanji level 10 is exactly when it would be so beneficial to me to stop running around in circles. Stop unloading one-fourth of the dishwasher and then folding a towel. You know what I'm saying? And like calm down and start executing on priorities. Yeah. So that's why I'm resistant to it is because when I really need to is when I'm in self-destructive mode. And so I'm not making great decisions. Um, like what? Like you cutting corners and stuff? It just being completely um, or unorganized and being good at nothing, nothing I'm doing. <laughs> like I've like having fourteen incomplete projects. That sounds like Mark and his family. When I was there, it was just so funny seeing his mom in the kitchen. She was literally going. She was literally in the kitchen going in circles. Like her body Jumanji was level ten, physically going in circles. And her name's that's Olga. me. We're like Olga, just stop. Like we got this. She's like ay ay ay, you know. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> like she was just doing like moved the the spatula and then went and opened the fridge for something but then forgot and I'm just like I'm so stressed out watching her <laughs> oh my gosh yes and that that's a mental game but yeah the mental game is everything it is so much less about going to the gym every day and so much more about identifying and isolating what you need to do today to be successful, prioritizing those tasks. And when you do that and you're like, I could never do this on this today, my busiest day of my life. And you prioritize everything in a way where you do what you need to do in the order it needs to be done. And it takes three hours. (laughs) Yeah. You know, you you do, you procrastinate things and then you finally Uh do it. And then we're like, well, that took four minutes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You're preaching to the choir. Do you, when you're at Jumanji level 10, so funny. Wait, how did that originate? First of all, that's so funny. Me and Bella being absolute maniacs a morning of her competition. Oh, (laughs) because I was going to ask. Like we literally ran into each other running through a hall. (laughs) There was a collision. That is so funny because the point I was going to bring up was when you or anybody else is in that state of mind and learning to one, stop and reconvene, 
but also knowing how to communicate that properly to like your family and your spouse, because I'm sure, I don't know what, you know, how Matt is when you're in that time where he, he knows what to do. He knows what the program is when you're in this state, what to do to, I guess, help. It's <laughs> dangerous. You... It's a dangerous time to help me. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like help or like not help, but have you learned to like in those moments communicate like hey matt i'm at level 10 this is this is what we got to do right now you know what i mean do you see where i'm going yeah. with that yeah yeah and it just these are what and everything that anybody would ever talk about on times where they threw in the towel or couldn't be successful or felt like a failure or felt like they had to start over again and it's so demoralizing it's all about feelings Oh. All of it is about feelings. Feelings are, they don't mean it. They don't, they don't mean you're happy or not happy. They don't mean you're smart or not smart. They don't mean you're meant to be a fit person or not be a fit person. But when you can, and it, this takes reps, this is not something that you're just going to hear someone say and be like, ding, got it now. It takes reps and it takes humility and that's hard when you're already at a heightened emotional state. It's hard for me to hear this morning sucks because you suck. <laughs> that's hard from that's hard to hear. I mean, yeah. he would never say that. My husband would never say that to me. But when you hear, guys, Jesus Christ, like, <laughs> nothing is getting done. Yeah. Calm down. It's not that serious. It's not. Yeah. It's like actually not. Oh my God. Siri popped up on my computer. <laughs> she um, hears it all. Uh, one thing I was going to say with that was with what you're just saying. The Enneagram taught me this was feelings aren't facts. Correct. They're not facts. They don't mean they have no depth of meaning. They can help but guide you, but they're not, yeah, it's not a factual. Yeah, they'll tell thing. you when something feels good or feels bad. Yeah. But when you recognize, like, your overwhelm is because of a feeling, not because of anything that's actually happening. And it's it's one of those things, like, it's a it's a big, hairy deal if you want it to be. Yeah. And that comes around that. this time of year. It comes around this time of year when you do have a party to be at and you're bringing the this and you're supposed to be here and you've got to get ready to and all of those things. If you're like completely honest with yourself, is it because you have too much to do or is it because you didn't, you didn't plan well enough? You didn't plan out your time well enough. Yeah. I was going to bring up the planning stuff and then, um, the other thing that I was thinking as well, that especially women during this time of year and life in general do have a hard time saying no. And I think that's a great mm. way to manage your stress is to say no more often. To what say no more often, to be okay bringing something that you bought instead of homemade. Yeah. To when you ask if you can bring something and someone says no, say, okay. And or don't ask to bring something. <laughs> that's, my, that. that's my thing. I could never do that. I could never do that. But I have learned that when someone says no, thank you to be okay with that and like not be a moose 
maybe I pick up some muffins from a bakery and I'm like, so you don't have to rush in the morning for breakfast since you hosted everybody tonight to bring them a little bouquet of flowers or something like oh, that, where yeah, it's still like, cute. I'm grateful that you hosted us. I'm grateful for everything you've done. I know what a pain in the ass this stuff is. So this is recognition of that, but not to put myself in a position where I'm not having fun during the holidays. And that is my thing, especially since I had kids and stuff. Um, well, I don't, Bella, she probably remembers it subconsciously, but that has been a learning curve of not to hate the holidays. I hate saying that out loud, but Wait, what? I was honest. Yeah, I, I, I spent a lot of time like despising the holidays because of how stressful they were. Tell me more. Like, what do you mean? Like, what was happening then? Like, Uh, just like you still have all of your same work. Plus your kids' school is closed. Plus you're traveling more when it's icy outside half the time. And where I live, it doesn't snow so much as it sleets and ices. Yeah, same That's always a stress. And then, you know, kids are still like, there's a competition this weekend that my daughter is going to. And just having to, despite what I felt like I liked, which was not really planning things out and just kind of seeing how it goes as it came. As I've gotten older and actively tried to become a better and calmer human being (laughs) and a nicer person, I get to enjoy the holidays now with my kids. Like I don't just live on a wing and a prayer, uh, coffee and wine. (laughs) getting through it, surviving, feeling like crap half the time. It's changed a lot. And I think, I doubt that I'm the only one that didn't, doesn't, didn't used to, or maybe people still do, I'm sure. But semi hate the holidays because of how much stress they induced. Oh, so you were kind of a grumpy Grinch back in the day? (laughs) Yeah, I faked it a lot. But look, I'm a... I'm just being honest. I'm, I buy all the presents. I wrap all of the presents. Matt hauls in the Christmas decorations, but I put them all up and do all of that stuff. Like he does like what I ask him to do. Right. Right. (laughs) But like, but like I do all of that stuff. I'm the default parent for attending um, kids Christmas parties to making sure they have their gift that they're taking for their ornament exchange and it's wrapped. It's a lot. It's not just perception. There's a lot of things going on, but that is my family dynamic. And I am probably more than 50% of that design. It's not like I don't want to go to my kid's party. I want to be there. That's something that I want to be at. And just this, like it sounds so simple. But the sheer fact of being like, no, every morning you have to plan out your day by the hour so that you can enjoy your day, as opposed to, I'm not going to be in a time block prison. That's <laughs> not fun. It's, 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 again, it's back to that discipline being what actually equals real, like the freedom to be able to enjoy things. If you saw my time block, like there will be things that are this this skinny in it, like throughout I, my yeah. calendar. I'm still having a hard time getting over that mental like 
because I know time blocking is is good, and I plan a lot more than I normally would have versus mm-hmm. my past. But I do feel like time blocking is it is a prison. <laughs> but you know what? I know I felt like that forever. Yeah, and I just I also think that now I'm I'm not a parent. I have a partner. And I don't necessarily see the necessity of it unless I had multiple children who had multiple things going on. Then, yes, I will plan and block it out probably a lot more than I am now. That just makes more sense because there's more going on and I have to be on top of it. So, yeah, I don't think it's necessary for everybody. If your day is, I get up at this time (laughs) and I go to the gym and then I work all day, you don't need to time block that. But if your day is... I get up at this time and then I have to do my cardio and I want to do like some stretching before my kids get up and then I cook breakfast and then they go to school and then I walk the dogs and then I have to have this food prepared for this cookie exchange party that my daughter's having. So between this time I bake cookies and then at this time the kids have to be picked up, come home, change clothes, go to the cookie exchange. It gets hairier. Yeah. And how you know if you need to time block is if you are hating how your days are going because you feel <laughs> like Jumanji level 10. Yeah. You know what I've been hearing a lot more couples do lately? Mm-hmm. And Mark and I aren't there yet, not because we don't want to be. It's just we don't have a lot going on in our lives and we haven't fully combined because we're not married, right? We're not fully combined yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I will be doing in our future is – and I've heard a lot more couples doing this and some friends are doing this too, is where they will have, you know, these family meetings, not necessarily with the kids, um, but, you know, with their partner, with their spouse, where they'll sit down, do the unsexy stuff once a week. And then, so everybody's on the same page. Look at the schedule. Like, okay, well, we need to do this. You need to go pick this person up. I'll take them here. I'll uh-huh. get, you know what I mean? Like a literal meeting that it's not sexy yeah. because of, no marriage a family's a business and you kind of have to treat it like that right well if you and it's again a lot of bad feelings um come from disappointment of expectations so when you know what everybody's supposed to be doing and when it helps a lot and and with multiple kids man yeah Bella had a doctor's appointment at 2.45, so Matt picks her up, takes her to the doctor. I pick Charlie up at 3, bring her home, and then Matt's coming home, and then Bella has jujitsu, but they get hung in traffic, and I've got to take food to a friend who had surgery. So Charlie and I go do that, and it's just this constant scheduling like of stuff. And, and you know, like I said, traffic, things like that are going to come up, but just having a clear this is who does this. It stops that. And honestly, what can I've seen come up um, when people don't do this is some real resentment. Oh yeah. I am doing everything when you never even said, help me. (laughs) (laughs) Asking for help was the other thing I was going to bring up. And then why I mentioned that where, why couples are doing those little meetings more often because I don't know how your husband or spouse is, but if they're at least willing to sit down and look at the calendar with you, then that could help. And my really vengeful brain would be like, well, at least you knew about this. And if you F up, 
I don't feel bad about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's just like, you know, you, women have the weight of the world on their shoulders, but you can also ask for help. And I'm always like, I don't even like calling it help because that's their yeah. dad. <laughs> yeah. So it's yeah. more about who can do what based on work schedule. Delegating. It's more what it's about for us than anything else. And preferences. You're going to get me to take you somewhere at 7 a.m. a lot easier than you are 7 p.m. And my husband is the opposite of that. Like, I start work really, really early because I want to pick up the kids from school. So my husband takes them to school because he works later than me. Mm -hmm. So it's that kind of like, but again, it's about communication and so important. And those family meetings would be so great as things kick up. And there are more Christmas parties and family parties and needs to have this food prepared at this time and everything that goes on. Yeah. So I think the overarching message here and our biggest tip of the day is planning. <laughs> it is. It's planning and prepping um, and being okay with like really, really simplified meal prep. Mm-hmm. especially when the food like around the holidays is so abundant and rich. Yeah. You know, I actually was going to bring that up to you during my check-in is I've had more of a sweet tooth lately and I don't know why. Like there, oh, yes, there's a do. Smartie right because here on my more desk. Sweets. It's because you've eaten more sweets. <laughs> I don't know why these things are happening. <laughs> yes, we do. It's because we eat them more and it's like sugar and alcohol kind of have that common um, characteristic of alcohol wants more alcohol and sugar wants more sugar, right? And I'm not like, like that. Well, with sugar, I'm not like that. <laughs> <laughs> but you'll notice if you eat more sugar, yeah. you will start wanting more sugar. Like it just, mm-hmm. it's just how it's, and that's nothing wrong with, it's nothing wrong with you. That's, no. a, that's okay. a trait of the substance. You're right. fine. I know. I know. Um, I'm being dramatic. And Mark doesn't help either. Does he have a sweet tooth? He has a he has a solid sweet tooth, but I'm I'm making us a cre- a ninja creamy for later, and we're gonna split it because I've been doing uh I haven't have you done sorry I'm all over the place have you done the root beer float one yet No did Remember you do we it? talked about that No I yeah. haven't yet because okay. I just haven't got the ingredients because I'm working through my chocolate ingredients right now and it's so oh, it's so good. I'm going to say, like, I don't know why I do this, but like, I kind of stopped making Ninja Creamies because I know in my heart of hearts how heavily I'm going to rely on that during prep. Oh, and I don't want it to be. Yeah. But like, I would still like it. I don't know why I'm like that. I'm like, no, don't use up your interest. Like I do it like once a week. I don't do it a lot, but, um, oh, what was I going to say? I forgot. But yeah, I, that was my thing. I've been doing my creamies and, but we've been splitting it because the full one makes me too, it's too much. Makes your mouth too frozen. Yeah. And I get like the chocolate one that I, oh, this is what I was going to say was when you do the chocolate one for anybody listening, you have to do, it's okay to do like regular almond milk, but you can do to zhuzh it up, do chocolate almond milk, then the chocolate fair life, and then the fudge chocolate jello pack. The fudge is the key. Good lord. Because that, that makes it decadent. True, true chocolateness. And then 
the one that I did earlier was uh, crushed up M&M's. It's so good. <laughs> I love M&M's in there. They're like the only chocolate candy that doesn't feel like you're eating little bricks. True, 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 true. Sorry, I got it on the rails, but yeah, sweet tooth. It's okay. It's not my fault. <laughs> it's not your fault. But the more sugar you eat, the more sugar you want. Same thing. But um, I think meal prep is key here. And it's mm-hmm. like where I am now, the more hectic, the more chaotic I feel, the more I double down on meal planning. That's how I And do I will too. have the same meal plan for days in a row because I don't have the space to play funny macro games. You know what I'm saying? Like (laughs) I have to eat the same thing Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, copy paste in my fitness pal and just, just eliminate that stress. And to me, it's a, it's actually a really good time of year for that because there's always a party or an event or a dinner around the corner where it's not like you don't necessarily need as much variety and change up during the week. Cause it's, it's just always the next day or the next on that weekend, you know, you're going to X, Y, Z. So you don't need to fancy up the weekdays. You can just really stay on track. And honestly, if you are just like on track and then one meal, literally, but like I'm being literal, but like one meal a week you eat out or you have your little party or whatever, you're still going to not only not gain weight, you're going to actually make progress. Yeah, I have a um, ugly Christmas sweater party on Saturday. <laughs> Tomorrow, they still do those. Yeah, this this couple who does it—they've been doing it the past couple of years. And I said this on the mini so, but my—I'll um, get to my point in a second. But I got to tell you about our sweaters. You'll see a pic. Yes, but it's matching sweaters. They're not ugly. It's just funny. His yeah. says jingle balls, and mine says oh. tinsel tits. <laughs> okay. Ah, the singles. Uh, You you can't wear that in front of your kids. It makes them want to die. They don't want to be reminded that their mom has tits or that their dad has balls. They don't. (laughs) I I would not care one bit. Like, deal with it. (laughs) But anyway, my point is is that I have no idea what I'm eating that night, what's going to be there. I didn't ask to bring anything because, well, Mark's the one coordinating it. I, I've never saw the invite. And he's the one who's more likely to be like, what can we bring? I'm like, don't don't offer that. <laughs> yes, you have to offer that or you can't go. I'll say it to be polite, but I really never, ever want to unless I'm like, well, I'm bringing like my said, thing. They're going to say nothing. Yeah. Or they might say, bring what you want to drink. That's pretty common. Yeah. But you can literally, I think the, I think the, and I do home make it if I if I can easily, but literally go by a bakery and get like some muffins or some scones or like something like that. And be like, this is for your breakfast tomorrow since you hosted us, so you have a nice breakfast without having to worry about it. But yes, ma'am, you bring That's something. Nice. Okay, okay. I'll, well, I'm sure Mark will take care of it. <laughs> get something at Publix. Okay, I'll get a bouquet of fun bakery. I used to do that. Oh, yes, I actually used to do that with friends where I'm like I don't really have anything to bring, but I can bring a flower. And they love it. You're in the South now. You're in the South now. We bring things. That's true. But all my, all my friends are transplants. So. Oh, really? 
Yeah, no one really has any etiquette. Well, no, I have very poor from here. (sighs) You ain't from here. (laughs) (laughs) Although the house that we are going to tomorrow for the party, um, I don't know about his wife, but he's from Georgia. So I know he's a Southern boy. I'm pretty sure that's where he was born and raised. But yeah, I'm sure Mark will take care of that. He's the thoughtful one. (laughs) Is that bad? Well, it only only one of you needs to be. So there's that. Balance. Yes. (laughs) I thought we were going like tinsel tits. Balance. Uh, okay. Well, anyway, any final thoughts for everybody? Um, just that again, it's so like, it's not always a time to be reminded of it. We don't always like that. It's like basically the equivalent of being told to calm down, but it works better when you say it to yourself and then just come back to that reminder of this is an emotion I'm having about something I probably could have planned better just take that, just take that not wanting to continue feeling yucky every time there's an event or something because gross, like every time there's a party or event or something, you feel stress, you feel guilt, you feel, you know, like you can't handle all this. Start planning your stuff out, have your touchstones. Look at each day individually if you need to. Do what you can do with what you have to work with. And that's it. Like literally things that simple, not overcomplicating it, will keep you out of the majority that gains weight that they never lose over the holiday season. And it's not easy. I'm never trying to be like soapboxing, be like, it's so easy. You're all just dumb. It's not easy, but it is simple. And it takes repetitions. I was like, talking to a client the other day and I was like, she was, she was basically saying like, she felt like her particular work schedule in life made it much harder for her to regularly work out and plan food. And that's not true. All all of our cars pull to the left a little bit. Mm. All of them. We all have something that takes us out of alignment with our health and fitness goals. If you continually let your car go all the way to the left and then try to overcorrect and jerk it back, you're ne- you're going to take forever to get to your destination. If you do the little things, if you just learn how to hold the steering wheel in the right way for your car and how it pulls to the left, it will become second nature for you just to drive your car in that way. And you'll go in a straighter line (laughs) to your overall goal. And y'all, when you're trying to lose weight, you're in a calorie deficit, it kind of sucks. There are just parts about it that you have to, you have to be more aware. You have to plan more. You have to say no more. So don't stay there. Don't hang out, like get to your destination as quickly as possible. And then it gets a lot easier from there. Amen. I'm going to cry. Like, so <laughs> inspirational. Oh, good. Like a good cry. Like, yes, I believe in myself. Finally, I can do this. <laughs> yeah, you can. Well, yeah, we know you can. Yeah, yeah. And that that's a great analogy. I really love that. I'm going to remember that. But thank you, Lindsay. We love you. I love you. 
I love you too. <laughs> we love our listeners. So we uh, do. Yeah. Thanks for joining in. Send this episode to somebody if it reminds you of someone like your sister or your mom who walks around in the kitchen in circles. Like, mom, uh, six and deep. Don't breaths. send it to me. I already know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, thanks again for listening. And until next time, peace out.